Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Money is going to drown our democracy. And if we don't start fighting back and fighting back more aggressively, then we are part of the problem as well. Welcome to Deconstructed. I'm Mehdi Hassan. Today on the show, the C-word. No, not Samantha Bee's C-word about Ivanka Trump. No. And not Robert Mueller's C-word in relation to Trump and Russia. Today's show is not about collusion, but it is about something perhaps just as bad. Corruption. Powerful corporations and their Republican allies are working overtime to roll back basic rules that protect the rest of us. So why is this happening? The answer is pretty simple. Corruption. That's my guest today. Yes, you may have recognized her voice, Senator Elizabeth Warren, the senator from Massachusetts, banker basher-in-chief for the Democrats and possible presidential candidate come 2020. I'll be talking with her about her new plan to clean up U.S. politics. So let's talk corruption in Trump's America. Well, there's a cloud of corruption that's hanging over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and the more that we learn, the worse that it gets for the Trump administration. Maryland and the District of Columbia allege that the president has received improper payments from foreign governments through his D.C. hotel. The president of the United States attempted to use the power of his office to financially injure a company owned by a man who published journalism the president doesn't like. He frequently visits properties that he owns, raising the profile of his private enterprise on the taxpayer's dime. Does the president believe that he is above the law? Uh, Certainly not. The president hasn't done anything wrong. One of the things you may not know about me is where my parents are from. Because I've mentioned on the show before that I'm British. I was born and brought up in England. But I'm also of Indian heritage. My parents are originally from India before they moved to England. And since the election of Donald Trump last year, I keep getting into these conversations with friends of mine, family members of mine, both from India and still living in India. And they all say the same thing. Wow, Trump's corrupt. He's really corrupt. He's so corrupt, he'd make one of our own Indian politicians blush. And at first, I thought, that's kind of unfair. Indian politics is notoriously, historically corrupt in a massive, sweeping way. But then I realised, maybe they have a point. Because Indian politicians, for all their corruption, at least pretend not to be corrupt. And when they do their illicit activities, when they take their bribes, they do it behind the scenes, in private, in secret, not in broad daylight. The weird and astonishing thing about President Trump, though, is how openly corrupt he is. Unashamedly, nakedly, flagrantly. He even brags about how he's immune from the charge of corruption. He's above it all. President Trump declared himself effectively immune from prosecution, tweeting, I have the absolute right to pardon myself, but why would I do that when I've done nothing wrong? This is a president, lest we forget, who tweeted out of the blue last month that he was personally working with the Chinese government to help the Chinese state-controlled phone and telecom equipment maker ZTE get back into business and avoid U.S. sanctions. Hmm, that's weird. Why'd he tweet that? He tweeted it around the same time as the Chinese government was extending a $500 million loan to a Trump-linked real estate project in Indonesia. This is a president 
who lives at the White House, yet down the street on Pennsylvania Avenue, you have the Trump International Hotel, where foreign diplomats and dignitaries are, quote unquote, encouraged to book rooms and thereby pay money directly into the pocket of the President of the United States. This is a president who appointed his unqualified daughter and unqualified son-in-law to senior White House positions from which they've tried to make money for their own brands, their own businesses from foreign governments, whether it's the Chinese government, the Japanese government, the Qatari government, the UAE. The list goes on and on. Investigators are looking at whether Jared Kushner's business ties are shaping White House policy. Jared Kushner is doing very big dollar deals with Chinese government owned businesses. They've just gotten 38 new patents. Qatar was also approached by Jared Kushner's family about funding their real estate company. And it's not just Trump and his family of grifters. It's the entire Trump administration. Take Scott Pruitt. Seriously, just take him. The head of the Environmental Protection Agency, a one-man walking corruption scandal. The Huffington Post reported this week that Pruitt has racked up 10 new corruption scandals in just the past month alone, including ordering an aide to set up a call with the chairman of Chick-fil-A to discuss getting his wife a franchise with them. Nice. Going to a basketball game as the guest of a billionaire oil executive who just happens to be lobbying the EPA to roll back Obama-era environmental rules. And my favourite using more than $3,000 of taxpayers' money to buy himself personalised journals and pens from a luxury Washington jewellery store. Again, I could go on and on. But look, it's not just right-wing Republicans. Yes, they're more corrupt than the rest. Yes, they're more brazen than the rest. But the Democrats don't have clean hands here either. There's a reason why the United States is so corrupt, why there's so much money distorting politics here, in a way that it doesn't distort politics in other Western countries, FYI. Because corruption in the US is a bipartisan activity. We all know about the Clintons, for example, and some of their dodgier donors. We all remember Hillary squirming on the debate stage to explain why she wouldn't release the transcripts of her paid speeches to Goldman Sachs. And I've said, if everybody agrees to do it, because... There are speeches for money on the other side, I know that. But I will tell you this, there is, there is a law. And just this past week, Democratic Senator Robert Menendez won his primary in New Jersey with the full backing of the local Democratic Party establishment, despite dodging a conviction for a series of corruption and bribery charges. The jury in the Senator Menendez corruption trial deadlocked today, just 48 hours. So when corruption is so widespread, so pervasive, so ingrained in the political culture here in Washington, D.C., what do you do about it? How do you push back? How do you save democracy from it? My guest today may have some of the answers to those questions. Elizabeth Warren is the senior Democratic senator from Massachusetts, a thorn in the side of Wall Street, and is widely assumed to be considering a run for the presidency in 2020. Senator Warren really isn't a fan of bank bosses or CEOs, especially when they're in front of her Senate committee. At best, you were incompetent. At worst, you were complicit. And either way, you should be fired. Wells Fargo needs to start over, and that won't happen until the bank rids itself of people like you who led it into this crisis. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. M Mr. Chairman, could I respond to that? 
This week, Warren announced in a speech that she'd be introducing sweeping new legislation to clean up Washington, D.C., to ramp up the fight against corruption of the pre- and post-Trump variety. In the coming weeks, I will introduce sweeping anti-corruption legislation to clean up corporate money sloshing around Washington and make it possible for our elected government to actually work for the American people. So I went to Capitol Hill to ask the senator in an exclusive interview for Deconstructed exactly what she's planning to do to crack down on corruption, whether she's willing to stand up to her fellow Democrats in order to do so, and of course to ask her the inevitable question about the 2020 election. Senator Warren, thanks for joining me on Deconstructed. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. Um, Earlier this year, you called the Trump administration the most corrupt administration ever. Would you extend that description to Donald Trump himself? From what we know, he's the most corrupt president ever. So far as we know, that's what the data show. And I think of it because corrupt is a very special word for people who are in government. This is about people who feather their own nests instead of the public good. And of all the most brazenly and outrageously corrupt things that Trump and members of the Trump clan have done since coming to office, I know it's a long list, but what stands out to you as the one that really made your jaw drop? Is there one that you thought, wow, I can't believe that one? You know, this is hard. (laughs) This is genuinely hard. I think it went back for me before Trump had his first meeting with Chinese officials And that the Chinese, who are very, very reluctant to give uh, trademark and copyright uh, uh, out to foreigners, and that Trump and the Trump enterprise had been looking for forever. And so Donald Trump gets elected, and the uh, uh, Chinese want to make nice, and suddenly he gets granted Hmm. multiple copyrights. And now recently his that daughter. That help him. And, and, recently, and I just want to be clear, let me underline, that do not go to the benefit of the American people for whom he now works. Go to the benefit of Trump Enterprises and Donald Trump and his family personally. Yeah. And and you mentioned family. We recently had Ivanka getting uh-huh. her uh, same t- uh, trademarks and patents in That's China. Right. Um, you know, in fact, can I just make a little yeah, point to the please. side here about the Constitution of the United States? The Constitution specifically says that the president cannot accept emoluments. And basically, that just means gifts, giveaways to the president. And you have to stop and think, why? So there they were. You know, they're back in the late 1700s. They're all sitting down trying to work on a Constitution. They got the quill pins out. They got the little inkwells. They're having a lot of conversation. And one of the things they want to make clear is that No one in America should doubt on whose behalf the president works. And so specifically say, you can't be taking these gifts Mm. from foreigners because you've committed to work for the American people. And almost all the other presidents managed to pull it off. Uh, It's not like it was an impossible bar. You know, exactly. It's not like we've had to have this conversation multiple times It's not like he's hiding it. What I find so amazing, they don't even pretend to hide it. that's the part. It's (laughs) right out there in the headlines for everyone to see. Okay, so it's right there in the headlines. We're now having this conversation that we didn't think we needed to have, but we are. You gave a big speech earlier this week where you spoke about corruption. You talked about a sweeping uh, anti-corruption bill that you want to bring in to, quote, clean up 
Washington, D.C. you plan to introduce in the Senate in the coming weeks. What is that legislation? How is a bill going to clean up Washington, D.C.? That's a big ask. Okay, so let me start with the problem I'm trying to clean up. Uh, Let's say spill on aisle three here, you know, and get everybody over to look at what's wrong here. Rich and powerful corporations figured out decades ago that they could have a business model that was about, oh, let's come up with a great product. Let's sell that product. Let's put some money into R&D. And let's put some money into capturing government to work for us, Hmm. to make the rules on us just a little easier. Because it turns out that investing money and lobbying Washington, investing money in influencing Washington, invest, hey, $100 million, and it can pay back in the billions, oh, yes. even trillions over time. Right now, people get bribes from their companies to come work in government. I'll give you an example of that. Uh, Gary Cohn was being mentioned as an economic advisor. Goldman Sachs said, hey, baby, go do this, and we will give you more than a quarter of a billion dollars to do that. That's just that's just a pre-bribe mm. so that he would go in and advise the president, and while he's advising the president— He's on my screw over Goldman Sachs hey, while he's advising the president. Exa- in fact, you know, I'll bet Goldman Sachs got more than a quarter of a billion dollars worth of value out of that Indeed. one, baby. Or let's look at it on the back end. Everybody who's in government right now who might just be looking over the edge to say, you know, someday this gig will be yeah, What's my next job? But what's my next gig? Mm. What's my next job? During writing Dodd-Frank, the financial regulations, do you know that there were 125 former congressmen and top legislative aides who were lobbying? And what were they lobbying on behalf of? The big banks to make those regulations as weak as possible. So my bill just says, when you know what the problems are, you know what the solutions are. The first one is, it says, you stop the pre-bribes. You don't get to pay people to go take those fancy government jobs. Let's be clear. Goldman Sachs was not offering Gary Cohn a quarter of a billion dollars if he wanted to go take a job as a firefighter or he wanted to go take a job as a teacher. It was only if he was going to be in that position to be able to advise the president. So for openers, no, no, no. You do not get pre-bribes. Second part, while you're serving in government, you've got to divest. You can't own individual stocks, duh. You can't own parts of companies that are going to be affected by the decisions you make. And this applies to the president as well, Uh, I'm guessing? Yes, yes, yes. This applies to everyone. And you've got to be totally transparent about it. And the third one, coming out the other side, I'll tell you one thing we could do for openers. How about if we put in place for the president, for senators, for members of the House, for the heads of all of the agencies, for all of the cabinet officials, and for the top aides, a lifetime ban on lobbying. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lifetime man for several, several hundred people there you've just hey, mentioned. Hey, listen, boo-hoo. My view is... So, so why would people, why would your colleagues in this place here on Capitol Hill, including your Democratic colleagues... Why would they vote for this? This is Turkey's voting for Christmas. So, so the question is, can we get enough American people to demand that they vote for it? That's what democracy is about. I hope you're right, but it is a very radical proposal. You bet. You're proposing it as a democratic senator. Now, when it comes to taking money from big corporations, you don't need me to tell you that the Democrats don't have clean hands here. I understand. Um, they haven't been reluctant recipients of that kind of money. Barack Obama, uh, when he was running for president in 2008, actually raised more money from Wall Street than John McCain, the Republican challenger, did. Um, we know about the Clintons and all of their donors, some dodgy, some not. Um, you have Senator Robert Menendez, who won his primary this week, who's been accused of all sorts of things involving corruption and bribery and gifts. So would you accept that your party, even when it was in office, is, if not more guilty than the Republican, as guilty, nearly as guilty? Oh, come on. This is not about comparisons. This is about... Well, it is because you have to win over all these people to get them on board your bill. And I'm saying it's not like your party's going to be behind yeah, you. But but here's here's what I think. It's, it's if people are behind us. That's how we make change. Hmm. This place is corrupt. And the, and the problem is that everything I just described, the pre-bribes, the taking care of yourself instead of the American public, the doing your job and keeping an eye on what the next job yeah. is in the revolving door, every one of those it's things today is legal, but they're all legal. So I'm from abroad. People around the West of the Western world look at the role of money in American politics yeah. and think, wow, there's nothing comparable in right. France, Germany, Canada, Britain. But you also have the Supreme Court. It's not just about this place. It's not just changing legislation. Even if you change all the laws here, the Supreme Court comes out and says, you know, corporations are people, money is speech, all of these things that are now right. entrenched uh, in constitutional law, culture, precedent. How do you get past that? Can you, you know, a lot of people feel very defeated saying, well, you know, we can change, we can vote people out or in. But the Supreme Court has said, go for it with the spending. Okay. So let's cut right to the bottom line of this. Understand, I taught law for a very long time. And talking about constitutional amendments, it actually makes my eyelashes frizz because that just seems like, oh my gosh, what a dangerous place to go. But on this one, it may be where we have to go. Um, Citizens United is taking the legs out from underneath democracy. And we have to be willing to overturn Citizens United. One of the tools available to us is a constitutional amendment. The second tool available to us is a Supreme Court that revisits some of the facts that underlie Citizens United. But the bottom line is we, it's hard. Mm. Yeah, I get it that it's hard, but we can't give up on it because money is going to drown our democracy. And if we don't start fighting back and fighting back more aggressively, then we are part of the problem as well. You say money's going to drown our democracy. A lot of that money uh, comes from two brothers, yeah. uh, the Koch brothers. Uh, one, of of them, them. <laughs> one of them, uh, David Koch, announced he was standing down from his business empire and his political campaign uh, for health reasons. We mm-hmm. all wish him well with his health. But that still leaves the other brother at an entire infrastructure. And, and how, how, how much, how damaging are the Koch brothers? 
to American democracy. Can you can you put it? Can you encapsulate it? It's staggering, and it it it's they have changed fundamentally changed democracy. They have been among the leaders in making this government work better and better for a smaller and smaller group. You know, you can just pick environmental issues for an opener. There was a time not so very long ago, 20 years maybe, 15 years, when Republicans and Democrats were very worried about climate change. And then along come the Koch brothers who want to protect their oil and coal-based empire. And notice, because here's the point about corruption. It wasn't just about contributions that they made to politicians, although they sure made plenty. It was the contributions they made to so-called independent think tanks. Mm -hmm. It was about the money they used to hire yeah. Bought and paid for experts. They who built an entire echo They chamber. built an entire industry that doubted the science. And the Democrats don't have anything equivalent. You don't have an <laughs> no equivalent, equivalent of the Koch. No, George Soros sadly isn't that's the equivalent. Right. We do not have the equivalent of that. But the consequence was Republicans who were taking money and were inclined to lean in the direction of the big donors got cover and got some protection from the Koch brothers who created this whole environment that created um, this uh, maybe, maybe there's climate change and maybe there's not. That's the kind of damage they've yeah. done and not just there. They've done it through yep, the wider the deregulation system. agenda, yep. which now even Trump is on board with. You have been very passionate in slamming bankers, CEOs, especially when they come to testify in front of you in the Senate. Uh, the videos of you doing that have gone viral. Uh, it's what you're known for by many people. It's what you're admired for by many on the left in particular. Why do you think it is that more Democrats don't do what you do? Why, why don't a lot of your colleagues in the Senate feel as strongly as you do about some of these issues, dare I ask? Oh, uh, you know, I, I I genuinely don't know the answer to that. I, I don't think much about it. You must what think I, about it. Like, for example, uh, earlier this year, there was a rollback of the Dodd-Frank oh, yeah. regulation. Now that's a different point. I thought you were asking the question about why people don't get hot when we have well, both. some they're, really they're, I think they're folks. linked together. Well, I'm not so sure. We okay. had, for example, we had the Equifax folks in. And boy, I look down the aisle on our side on people who are asking questions. And I thought Catherine Cortez Masto, boy, she planted her feet and landed some good, solid blows. Yeah. Sherrod Brown, who is the ranking member uh, of the Democrats, really gets in there and fights. So I get to see so a lot of So on the bankers' it. front, we had the Dodd-Frank law, parts of you know, 10 years on from the financial crash. Parts of it are repealed in a vote in the Senate. 17 Democrats voted for that. 33 Democrats in the House voted to repeal parts of that legislation. Why? So this all started, supposedly, with community bankers, the small banks. Um, and uh, they argued that the regulations put in place following Dodd-Frank were too complicated for them. And basically, by about three years ago, four years ago, pretty much Republicans and Democrats who worked in this area said, okay, we could make some changes for the community banks. But no, said the Republicans and their big bank donors. Yeah. They said the only way this bill goes forward is if there are giveaways for the giant financial institutions. Did you expect that from the Republicans? My question is, the Democrats who did that, was that a betrayal? And look, what it did is it made the system riskier because 
what that bill now permits is there were 40 of the largest financial institutions in this country are on a special watch list. It means you look at them carefully, more regular inspections and so on and so forth. This bill said 25 of those 40 get moved yeah. off the watch list and they get treated like tiny little bank out in western Oklahoma. Not just in, yes, and not just in my view. Understand, the Wall Street Journal editorialized yeah. against this, saying it increased the risk in the system. Bloomberg Business editorialized okay. against it. And yet and 17 Democrats in the and Senate. And the Congressional Budget Office So tell me why 17 Democrats in the Senate and 33 Democrats in the House voted to repeal this. Was it money? Uh, Was it the influence of money? They, well, we've been talking about this interview. They helped make this a riskier system, and I think that is a bad decision. All day long, they said they were there for the community banks, but using the community banks as human shields to be able to get giveaways for giant banks was wrong. So I asked Bernie Sanders on this show a few weeks ago about the attitude of Democrats towards big money. And he said, quote, are there some who have the guts, referring to Senate Democrats, are there some who have the guts to take on the billionaire class? Yeah, most don't. Do you agree with him? Yeah. You don't think enough of your Senate Democrats are willing to take on the billionaire class? There are not enough... Of my Senate Democrats, there are not enough of the Republicans. There are not enough. Well, you say you expect. We (laughs) We give them a pass? No, we don't give them a pass. We expect a higher standard of the Democrats. But you are right. There are not enough because until we have all of the Democrats who are willing to take on the billionaire class, until we have all of the Democrats who are willing to fight for the American people and not for a handful of billionaires and giant corporations, then it's going to stay an uphill fight. So just Mm -hmm. to shift gears to a a big story of the week, the president said on Monday, in a tweet, where else, that he has, quote, the absolute power to pardon himself. He is basically above the law, he thinks. Uh, Now, last month, you said you're, quote, not there yet in terms of uh, being up for impeaching Donald Trump. Were he to try and pardon himself, would that be enough to get someone like yourself to say, it's time to impeach? Oh, look. Let's let's separate these two things. First of all, he does not have the power to pardon himself. I read the Constitution. It does not have a part mm. where it says, you know, we got all these laws, we got yeah. all these checks, we got all these balances. We had a chance to create a king. We decided not yeah. to create a king, which is what our Constitution basically says. Except, if there's ever a guy who wants to pardon himself, he can do it. I, that part is not there it's in the Constitution. If he were to go down now, the road of trying something, so along let's those lines. do the other half. I take this question of impeachment very seriously. This is one of the most serious things that any Congress can ever be called on to do. Right now, we have a special prosecutor who is continuing an investigation. Mueller should be permitted to complete his investigation. He has already come up with, I think it's 19 Mm. indictments or guilty guilty pleas. And... He needs a chance to finish without but we interference. we know that Trump wants to fire him. We know that. If he were but to he fire him, would that be an impeachable offense? If he were to fire him, I believe he would create a constitutional crisis. So my view right now, and it is the view, the stated view yeah. of multiple Republicans as well, let Mueller complete his investigation without political interference. But what are the consequences? The if I'm Donald Trump, I want to hear what are the consequences? What's Elizabeth Warren going to do about it if I fire him? Then... Like I said, he can't 
I don't I don't believe you can fire him without provoking a constitutional crisis. His Republican uh, Republicans in the Senate and in the House have both said publicly that he will not fire Mueller. Now, look, I'd like to pass a law right now that prohibits him yeah. from firing. But they say we don't need to do that because he's okay. not going to fire him. We need to let Mueller issue his report to the American people so, and then make a decision. Okay. So you're right. Impeachment is a serious thing. A lot of people yeah. say don't impeach him and make him a martyr. Beat him at the ballot box. Vote him out of office in 2020. A lot of those same people say they would like you to be the one who pushes him out of office. Uh, are you considering, are you willing to run against him for president in 2020? I'm not running for president. I'm running for That's Senate. I I, but here's the answer. I am running for Senate in Massachusetts 2018. I'm up for re-election along with many other Democrats in the Senate. But you're not ruling out a 2020 president. I am not running for president. Let me make this pitch because I think it's so powerfully important. We have a lot of fights in front of us over the next five months, and they may include Mueller. They include what's happening all around the country, what's happening right, right here in Washington. We've got to stay focused on those fights, but more than anything else, we have got to stay focused on this 2018 election. As Democrats, as progressives, we cannot take our eye off the ball and say, oh, it's all going to be about 2020. Okay. No, it's going to be about 2018 right now. Fine. That's the But you're not ruling out 2020. I am not running for president. One last question. <laughs> yes. I know we're out of time. One very last question. Donald Trump isn't good at many things. I think we can all agree on that. One thing he's very good at is bullying people. He's very good at giving people nicknames. He's given you a rather racist, offensive one of Pocahontas. Uh, he called Hillary Crooked Hillary. I just wonder, have the Democrats considered trying to reverse brand? I never hear anyone trying to brand Trump. We opened the interview saying he's the most corrupt president in history. Have you thought about you know, going into elections, branding him, labeling him, Crooked Donald, <laughs> Dirty Don. How about Dirty Don? Uh, you know, you've got some very creative ideas there. Maybe we should have a big uh, uh, group uh, uh, effort on this. For me right now, though, it's about getting out and talking about these core issues. And they may not be as sexy, but corruption, what's happening to America's families, what's happening to students today in this country, what's happening to women, what's happening to Muslims. We can just keep going through the list. We have to make this an America again that works for the people, not for the rich and the powerful, and not for the likes of Donald Trump. Elizabeth Warren, thanks for joining me on Deconstructed. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks so much. That was Senator Elizabeth Warren. And that's our show. Deconstructed is a production of First Look Media and The Intercept and is distributed by Panoply. Our producer is Zach Young. Dina Sayed Ahmed is our production assistant. Lital Molard is our executive producer. Our theme music was composed by Bart Warshaw. Betsy Reed is The Intercept's editor-in-chief. And I'm Mehdi Hassan. You can follow me on Twitter at Mehdi R. Hassan. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show so you can hear it every Friday. Go to theintercept.com forward slash deconstructed to subscribe from your podcast platform of choice, iPhone, Android, whatever. If you're subscribed already, please do leave us a rating or review. It helps new people find the show. And if you want to give us feedback, do email us at podcasts at theintercept.com. Thank you so much. See you next week. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.